You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, around the country on our sports byline affiliates. Big shout out to them. And, of course, around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It is Friday, so you know what that means. It's happy hour time. People are live over here at Studio 34 at Rockin' Riley's. It also means I got my man Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. We're going to be here all hour long. If you want to holler at me this hour, you know you can at 844-843-6879. You also can engage with us on Twitter. We got some polls up at FNTSY Radio. You can always holler and follow me at Spittin' Speeds. We got a good, fun show for you today. We're going to catch Chris up on some of the stuff we've been talking about all week. See if he can, you know, see if he really knows the Fantasy Freestyle listener and voter on some of the polls we've had this week. We're going to be talking about, you know, some things going into the NFL draft. I'm real excited about the NFL also. They released their schedule. We're going to be talking about that. And, yo, big injury in Major League Baseball. I don't know if you've heard about it yet. Madison Bumgarner had a bike accident, okay? And he heard his pitching shoulder. He sprained his pitching shoulder, some bruised ribs. That's very interesting. He might, I don't know. I don't know how serious it is, but I think that's a crazy story. Remember, that's what happens when you invest in pitchers, I guess. I'm excited for the NFL. The schedule came out. The draft is next week. We're going to have some big guests. And check this out. I'm also in a movie that got released on Netflix today. We're talking about all sorts of stuff. One of the things we're going to have a poll up on is, um, what's the most interesting part of the NFL schedule to you? Alright, so we'll come on back and talk about it. Is it the rival games? Is it the bye weeks? Is it thing like the primetime games, Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football? Who's there? Who's not? Who's going to London? Who has hard schedules, easy schedules, different hard stretches, playing teams after buys, things of that nature? We're going to get into all of it when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I got Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos. He's going to be dropping a bomb on it. You know what it is. Come on back. We're going to have a great time. We're going to join the Cypher, speed to starting lineup, all sorts of good stuff. Come on right back after the break. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. You're listening live to Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Holler at me all hour long if you want. 844-843-6879. Follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. We got some good polls up there. But, yo, it's time for Speeds' starting lineup. Going into the weekend, so I want to tell you some of the things I'm looking at all weekend. Big shout to my boy, Chris Bavona, putting that Method Man and Red Man beat, dropping a bomb on it. You know what it is. All right, so news and notes around the league. First of all, I told you, Madison Bumgarner, 
bike accident, bruised ribs, left shoulder strain. This is big. We don't know. And, you know, this is a non-baseball injury, so we don't know how banged up he is. Keep an eye out on that. Real sorry if you, you know, invested a second-round pick on him, something like that. Jason Kipnis coming back from a shoulder injury. He expects to return to the lineup for the Cleveland Indians tonight. Trey Turner coming back from a hamstring injury. He expects to return for the Washington Nationals this weekend as well. Yoenis Cespedes, however, looks like he's going to miss two to three days, maybe this weekend series that they're playing in right now against the against the Washington Nationals. He's got a little twinged hamstring. Remember, we talked about so many hamstring injuries. Uh, Chris, one of the things I'm going to tell you about a little bit later on in the show, we had Dr. Thomas Lowe back on the show this week. We talked to him about all this rash of hamstring injuries. He had some interesting comments, but add Yoenis Cespedes to the list. Pete Mackinnon declined to name a closer for the Philadelphia uh, Phillies uh, after that last game. Yo, Hector Neris actually got the last save for the Phillies. Remember, early on in the season, this is like a closer, you know, it keeps on going round and round. We'll see where the music stops, okay? It's musical chairs. Big shout out to my boy, Mike Florio, who tweeted out real quick that Hector Neris got the save for the Phillies. Jackie Bradley Jr. coming back from the 10-day DL after kind of hyperextending his knee, coming back for the Red Sox. Remember, teams are going to be using this 10-day DL a little bit differently I've been mentioning this with it being so short. T- Sometimes people are going to, you, you know, just use it to save the athlete from themselves. If they were going to miss five or six games or just be day to day, you're going to see a lot of people on the 10 day DL. Something that Speeds has been talking about. And I mentioned it at the top of the hour. Jacob DeGrom had his start pushback from tonight to tomorrow because of a stiff neck. Matt Harvey is starting tonight. But let's get into my uh, my starters. First of all, as you know. Like I say all the time, it's about these starting pitchers, so that's what I focus on here on the Fantasy Freestyle. And if you listen all the time, you know I hold myself accountable. I tell you what I did, and I tell you, I give you my record. I tell you how I would have done. And I, it's interesting because this is the first time in a long time that I got to admit to you guys that I got to eat a little crow. We don't have a drop for that, though, huh, Bavona, for me eating crow. I know we got like a fugazi and all sorts of stuff. We got to make something, we got to make something, you know, like maybe an am- a truck backing up, the ee, 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 you know, that kind of thing, maybe. You don't want a crow? I, I, I want something like, uh, I think like a, an ambulance backing up, so it's like me backing Backing up for my prediction, going in reverse or something. But last night I told you about James Paxton, how I liked him, how he didn't give up any runs. He only went four innings last night, gave up five five earned runs, still struck out eight guys. But wasn't worth it. I also told you, though, that the chalk was absolutely fine. And I labeled the chalk as Syndergaard, as Duffy, and as Stroudsburg. All of those guys went seven innings. You know, Duffy didn't give up a run, struck out five. Syndergaard came 10. Stroudsburg came 10. So it was kind of okay. It was kind of okay. But let me tell you who I'm looking at over the weekend. Tonight, there's a couple guys I like. You know, Tony Sincata told you in that last... In that last uh, show on the DFS lineup lock, which you can also hear on our sports byline affiliates across the country and American Forces Radio Network, he told you, they talked about Cole Hamels, and he said he liked Cole Hamels, but that there was weather there. And he talked to you about Roth, who gives you all that good weather. I would be a little bit scared. I would be a little bit scared of that weather there tonight. But I do like, you know, being at home against the Kansas City Royals and the K upside of Cole Hamels tonight on FanDuel. He's 9400 I personally, though, switched the same price, Justin Verlander, against Minnesota and all the strikeout potential there. Guys like Miguel Sano. Uh, that's my boy Frankie Stanfield was saying, was saying that on DFS lineup lock, concurring with your boy Speeds. And so we also, I don't know if you heard, but we had a conversation about uh, Frank's new Twitter handle. 
So there's a poll up there right now on that FNTSY radio. Should it be uh, at The Real Frank, which is what Tony Sincata thought? Or should it be at Ballpark Frank, which somehow is still available? My boy Nando DeFino, big shout out to Nando, says that it's not available, but apparently it is. But in any event, you can't, I also can't hate if tonight you go with John Lester. You know, but I think he's a little bit too expensive, so I like Cole Hamels or Verlander tonight. If you look at tomorrow, there's a lot of guys I like tomorrow, okay? Guys, on Saturday, it's, and I think these guys are sneaky tournament plays. I think you can get rich. These are off the beaten path. I am not going with the chalk on Saturday. I think you can beat the chalk. I think the chalk is probably Arietta, maybe Carrasco, maybe DeGrom and his star pushback. But I like a couple of other guys. I like Robbie Ray again against the Dodgers. The Dodgers cannot hit lefties. I have been on Robbie Ray all season long. I've been telling you about his K upside. This is a guy who struck out 218 batters last year and looks like he's figured some things out and is a better version of himself. And I like that matchup against the Dodgers. I like Robbie Ray tomorrow. I like Michael Pineda tomorrow. Michael Pineda is basically the American League version of Robbie Ray. At Pittsburgh, that lineup that just lost Starling Marte, they do not scare me. Pineda's look good recently. They're unfamiliar with him. I like Michael Pineda. I also like Michael Boyd tomorrow at Minnesota. He's going to be off the radar. He had a bad first start. He had a bad first start. And uh, so his numbers are going to be inflated a little bit. Okay. But he's been, he has sick stuff. He has strikeout potential. I like him against Minnesota. And I also like Charlie Morton. Against Tampa Bay. He's just one of my guys, you know? He's been one of my guys all season long. Right now, as early in the game, Bryce Harper goes boom. He's trying to make baseball great again, ladies and gentlemen. Bryce Harper goes deep to right center off Matt Harvey early on in the game, and the Nationals take a lead in that series. Okay, so I think you can beat these guys. I would not take Arietta tomorrow. I like Pineda. I like Robbie Ray. Then I look to Sunday. I like you, Darvish, against these Kansas City Royals. Again, same logic as Cole Hamels tonight. The Royals don't scare me. Darvish, like Hamels, also didn't go too deep last game. So it should be just fine and rested. If you don't like that, I also I also don't mind Marcus Stroman on Sunday as well. But check it out. That's me trying to give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. But so many ways you can do it. If you download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, you can get everybody. My boy Frankie Stanfield, who filled in on DFS Lineup Lock, Benny McCarty, Tony Sincata, Greg Sussman, the number one ranker, Jake Seeley. But also, we'd be telling you about RotoExperts.com. Because the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package, it's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. Become a waiver wizard. Learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you get a built-in training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now start soaring to the top of the standings enter promo code free radio at checkout and you get a special discount you know what it is also here on the fantasy freestyle on fridays with my man chris bavona it reminds me it makes me want to think makes me want to give you something for your season long leagues too okay so we're going to do a little diamond and fugazi here real quick i got a quick diamond for you my diamond for you going into this weekend michael conforto conforto is only 20 percent owned i've been saying this guy all year I think 
Bruce, Jay Bruce might play a little first base. Lucas Duda's banged up. I told you before, Yoannis Cespedes is going to miss this series this weekend. This is Conforto's time to shine. Conforto is a beast. 987 OPS. He's leading off tonight. I like him this weekend, okay? Shout out to my boy Matt Medico, also calling him Yum MC. Then I responded with, uh, don't just stand there, bust the move. I like, I like uh, Michael Conforto. He's my diamond. My Fugazi now going into this. Okay, there it is. Chris Bavona dropping it on you. And the flip side is my Fugazi, right? My Fugazi is Adrian Gonzalez. This guy is this guy is done. This guy's toast. I don't know how this guy's eighty six percent owned. Okay, in sixteen games so far, which is pretty much ten percent of the season, five runs, five RBIs. Me no like. Okay, me no like this. I think there's better first baseman out there. You can look at Mitch Moreland, only twenty seven percent owned. Logan Morrison, only fourteen percent owned. I think Adrian Gonzalez is my fugazi going in this fall. Fugazi. What's a fugazi? It's a fugazi if you think I'm gonna admit wrong. What what is Fugazi? Well, Fugazi means uh, phony. You know what it is. That's my Fugazi. Forgot about him. When we come back, check this out. We're going to come back into Speed Cypher. We're going to have a lot of fun. I got to talk about this NFL schedule release. Okay. Um, We're talking about the Patriots going to visit... uh the White House a little bit more and some new news about this Aaron Hernandez case that I find very interesting. We're going to talk about it all that and more for Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back, you heard? Oh, oh! If you really want to party with me, Put your hands where my eyes can see. Riding in the place to be. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out to the American Forces Radio Network. All the servicemen and women that are uh, listening to your boy Speeds get a little taste of home. And, of course, on all our sports byline affiliates across the country. You know what? For some reason, let me let me shout out West Virginia, yo. West Virginia out there in Beaver, West Virginia, 620 AM, WWNR. Also in uh, Vienna, West Virginia, 1450 a.m. out there. And in Martinsburg as well, 1340 a.m. W-E-P-M. Yo, Chris, it is crazy, man, with this sports byline. So many people here. And how does it feel also knowing that the servicemen and women, you know, listening to you for a little taste of home? Like I said last week, like I'll say it every time, these guys are the reasons why we are here right now. Sure. That's it. And that's the only way I can put it. Shout out to them, man. No doubt, no doubt. Big props over there to our servicemen and women. Uh, let's get into the cipher here. News and notes around the NFL. The schedule came out. We got the draft next week. And, yo, Chris, we're going to be doing big things. I'm talking to my man, the fantasy executive, maybe, about coming on on Thursday, a little draft special. I'm also talking to my boy, who I think may be following us right now, Joe Pizza Pizza, They're doing a little collabo, a little black book fantasy freestyle collabo. But check it out. Alabama linebacker Reuben Foster, apparently he failed the combine drug test. Remember he had an incident, an altercation with people at the hospital, the hospital staff? Maybe this is why. Who knows? He failed the drug test. Uh, he's been I've seen him anywhere from like number two to the 49ers, all the way sliding down to the teens, down to the Saints potentially. More smoke, more smoke screens out of Cleveland. Remember, they've been talking about Miles Garrett, Mitchell Trubinsky. I'm now hearing that it's the coaching staff, Hugh Jackson and the like, that want Miles Garrett are all in on him at number one. It's the owners in the front office that think they want to definitely, you know, bang their foot on the table for a uh, quarterback. 
They tried to do that with Johnny Football a few years ago. It didn't work. They want Mitchell Trubinsky potentially at number one. I'm hearing also the draft day next week is a deadline for the Raiders to make a deal with Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch. People have been saying that they got a deal in place, but it has not been signed as of yet. As we head to the draft, and next next week... And into the draft, I'm going to profile a different position. Starting with, obviously, like, you know, your fantasy scores or quarterbacks or running backs or wideouts. And I'm going to preview every position going into the draft. Tell you guys what you need to know, who's really coming out, whose jobs might get displaced, things of that nature. But interestingly enough, it's been a disappointing year for offensive linemen in the draft. You know, sometimes, you know, there's a couple of stud tackles you take out there, you plug in your roster for 10 years, and you're happy to protect that blind side. Not the case this year. I'm telling you right now, I'm calling my shot, there will not be an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman drafted in the first 15 to 20 picks. And that is rare. Okay, guys like Garrett Bowles, Ryan Ramchek, Cam Robinson, I think these guys are going after after pick 20 next week, but we'll talk about it a little bit more. Texans general manager Rick Smith says he does not feel pressure to draft the quarterback. He says at some point they'll add a quarterback. I guess T.J. Yates is not the move. Remember, they traded Brock Osweiler away. There are reports that uh, head coach Bill O'Brien loves uh, Patty Mahomes, the quarterback out of Texas Tech. See, I still think if he's available, if Mahomes is available there for the Texans at number 25, I think that's where they're going to go. Also, we talked about trade bait a little bit uh, earlier on this week, which players could get traded. Sheldon Richardson, uh, you know. Richard Sherman, Malcolm Butler. Add Jordan Matthews to the list. That may be trade bait. Remember, the Philadelphia Eagles signed Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith in the offseason. They still have Zach Ertz there. You know, maybe they're looking to uh, accumulate more draft capital. Jordan Matthews, uh, reports indicate, could be on the move. Let's keep it moving, though, here on the Cypher. On the Fantasy Freestyle. Yo, the NFL schedule came out last night, and there's a lot of things I want to talk to you guys about it. But first of all, I got a poll question up, and so I want to go back into that. The poll question is about the NFL schedule, right? And it's what was the first thing you looked at, maybe for your team? You know, I'm a JETS, just end the season fan. So I looked at the rivalry games. When do they play the AFC's rivals? You know, what about like any, when is the bye? Are there any weird travel trips? Primetime games, are we on Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night at all? And like, you know, what are the four, last four games? Are there any stretches that are particularly hard or easy? So we got that poll up there right now at Spittin' Speeds, at FNTSY Radio. I told you um, yesterday, I broke the scoop that the Patriots would play the Raiders in Mexico City Week 11. I think this is very interesting. I told you, I think the NFL is prepping the Raiders to be a nomadic franchise in 2019, right before they go to Las Vegas. We've been talked about this. that The Raiders and the Coliseum, they're not on good terms. I've mentioned San Antonio. I have before on this show mentioned Mexico City as an option, and I think they're testing it out, putting the Raiders there frequently to make them kind of an adopted home team. I could see the Raiders being a nomad franchise with something like, you know, two home games in Mexico, two or three home games in Mexico City, two or three home games in San Antonio, one in like the UNLV Stadium in Las Vegas, one in say London. I can see that being the Raiders' home schedule in 2019. So I I thought that was very interesting. Also, one thing, if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, you know I'm talking about, you know, health and diet and nutrition. We're even measuring the urine density here we're talking about, right? And the sleep has been so important. Remember we had my boy Tomic from Sleepless in America, that National Geographic documentary. And the Giants, I think, really get, quite frankly, screwed when it comes to the sleep differential. They have four West Coast road trips the Giants do next week. They are at, I believe it's San Francisco, Denver, Arizona, and Oakland. They go to like four out of like six teams in the NFL that are west, you know, that are west of, say, the Prairies and the the Mississippi. They also 
have to have four games this season where they're playing a team and that team is coming off their bye. So interesting to look at there. I think the Giants are a little bit screwed. A little bit screwed on their schedule. No primetime games at all for the Browns or the Jaguars. And I always thought that it was part of the contract that they had to have a spotlight game. The Jaguars have been on Thursday Night Football so many times recently. You saw that was those mustard color rush uniforms that looked horrible for the Jaguars. We will not have to endure that. I think the way the league got around it here is that both of these guys play in London games this year. The Browns and the Jaguars. And that's technically a spotlight game. It's certainly not a prime time game, though. 9.30 in the morning Eastern time starts for the Browns and Jaguars in two separate occasions in London. And also, I want to tell you this. It's so incredible how the NFL gets like burned out of this. The NFL gets get so much play out of this, so much buzz, so much attention. We all knew the NFL schedule. Let me explain it to you guys. If you don't know, the schedule was known, at least the opponents were known, the last day of the NFL regular season. Let me explain how it works to you. Let's say you're in whatever division. Like, I'm a Jets fan, so the AFC East, right? Out of your 16 games, six of them are your home and away games against your other division rivals. So in the Jets case, it's two Patriots, two Bills, two Dolphins. Those are six of my 16 games. What also happens for you is you play an entire other division within your conference. So again, if I'm in the AFC East, we play the entire division of either the AFC North, the AFC South, or the AFC West. Okay? That's four of our other games, giving me, making me have 10 of my 16 games. We also play one division... From the NFC, the other conference, for example, this case, this year, the AFC East, they play the NFC South. So everybody in the AFC East will play the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Bucks. You know what that means? That means a Super Bowl rematch was absolutely going to happen between the Falcons and the Patriots. So that gets me to 14 of my 16 games. You know who the other two are? Let's say you finish in third place in your division. You're already playing another full division in the AFC. Then you play the other two third-place teams in those divisions that you're not playing in its entirety in the AFC. That's the way you make your schedule. All 16 opponents were known the last day of the regular season. This is only about the permutations. And, and it's such a crazy thing because these are the things you have to consider. you got to consider when Katy Perry is playing in that arena. you gotta, you got to see when the rodeo's in town or if the Pope is in town. Or maybe you have a conflict with the Major League Baseball playoffs in, in October. There's so many things to consider. It's so crazy. These computers spit out ridiculous algorithms and things. You know, it's hard. You can't make everybody happy all the time. But I'm very... It's interesting to me. So um, let's see what you guys are saying right now. And we got that poll up right now. 48% of you look at the uh, primetime games. See, like, who's got the Monday night football, the Sunday night matchups. And the Giants and Cowboys, I believe, will make up Sunday night football in week one. And I think it's something like the fourth week, uh, the fourth season in a row when that is happening. 28% of you look at rivalry or division games. When do you play those rivals? Where those are in the season when when the schedule comes out? 16% of you look for, like, stretches of the season. What's going to be hard? What's going to be easy? What do I see my last three games in December? And 8% of you... Looking things like the bye week or travel kind of quirks. But I think that's really important. And I have two of them that I think are really interesting. I told you about that flight, the sleep and all that stuff. Well, London is so very interesting. This year, there are two NFC West teams going to London. Rams and Cardinals will go from the West Coast, take a 10-hour flight to London in the middle of the season for an October 22nd game. 
I think that's a little much. Both of them do, in fact, get a buy after that, but that can throw you off for a long time. Big shout out once again to my man Tommy Gross, who came on the show from Sleepless in America and explained the impact of the sleep. We also had Dr. Uh, excuse me, Light. Certified athletic trainer Thomas Lowe Talk about the impact of the hydration And the sleep This is real people Okay Tomic let us know that East Coast teams traveling west In primetime games Were getting thumped Outperformed by the point spread East Coast teams traveling west For 1 o'clock starts on Sunday Getting thumped these, this is real. The other thing I thought was interesting, the Jags are really getting screwed. Not only do the Jags not really have a primetime game, but they do have London games, as with uh, you know owner Khan over there, kind of the adopted team out there in London. But I saw this as a Jets fan. The Jacksonville Jaguars play in London and then don't have a bye the following week. The following week, they travel and play at... The New York Jets As a Jets fan I'm very excited That that's how it wound up So check it out You can keep on telling me What you look for On that poll On the FNTSY Radio Twitter handle Also you can follow me Or answer the poll At Spittin' Speeds When we come back We're gonna get into it We're gonna have fun In functional sports radio We talk about Aaron Hernandez Who he wrote his last letters to You may be a little surprised And also we catch Chris Bavona up I miss you Chris We're gonna talk to see If you know If you know uh, If you know our vote that well, we're gonna check in on some of the polls we had this week, some of the fun and functional radio stories we had this week, and get Chris Bavona's reaction. You ready to do that, Chris? Oh, you know it. All right, all that and more. Fantasy freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Just like Craig Mack, we be bringing that flavor to your ear. Boy, it's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I got my boy Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Yo, I told you that... um, the Patriots went to visit the White House earlier this week, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Listen, we don't bring that fake news here on the Fantasy Freestyle, so I need to issue a correction. Earlier in the week, I talked about the uh, difference in the crowd size of the pictures when the Patriots went. I talked about how many people skipped the invitation, and there were some there were some pics out that were put put out by um, the New York Times. And it looked like, obviously, a much you know smaller picture this year than when the Patriots visited two years ago in 2015 when Barack Obama was in the White House. And um, the Patriots actually clarified this from their own Twitter feed and said that the pictures that were shown were different ones. One two years ago in 2015 was when the entire staff, not only the players, were there. And the one that they showed this year was just the players. And that, you know, sounds like a, a completely legitimate rationale to me. So I do want to make sure because, you know, we don't want to put that fake news out there on the fantasy freestyle. Um, so, you know, we do got to say that. Also, check this out. The... Um, the spokesperson for the team, Stacey James, also said that a lot of people just declined, not for political reasons, just because it was their second time in three years going. And, like, it was such an honor to go, like, their first time. And then some people just were not as, you know, thrilled about it, which I kind of find interesting. And then, actually, we can't talk about uh, the Patriots without mentoring, obviously, the, um, the, uh, the death this week of Aaron Hernandez. Um, 
reports, new reports out though that he was planning this for weeks. That he was giving away his possessions to other inmates in his prison in the prison because he kind of knew this. That he had it so planned out that uh, he had soap on the floor, so that if he like didn't want to go through it, it the floor would be so slippery and he still, you know, he wouldn't be able to save himself. In essence, and what I also find very interesting is that uh, apparently Aaron Hernandez wrote three letters that they're now saying. Um. One to his four-year-old daughter, Aviel. One to his fiance, Cheyenne Jenkins Hernandez. This all makes sense. And the third was apparently to his uh, lover in prison, who now is reportedly on suicide watch. Quote-unquote, eyeball-to-eyeball suicide watch. Has been since, uh, since Aaron Hernandez. Okay, and, and potentially even earlier than that. His, uh, his prison lover got the third letter. These are the three people Aaron Hernandez wanted to reach out to. I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, you know, because we report the news. It's not fake news. This is, what, this is what we hear. And if I have to make a correction on that one, I will too. But let's keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Uh, my man, Chris Bavone, I miss you. You're only here on Fridays now. I know. You're only here on Fridays. But, I miss um, you too, Dave. So I want to catch you up on some of the things. You know we do these polls, sure. right? And uh, it started, to be honest, it started when we had the Greatest of All Time TV tournament. We were surprised by our, our, our voters sometimes, right, Chris? Oh, when it came to things like cops, when it came to things like, you know, with Scooby-Doo, there was we, Jersey Shore. Is that really Shore. surprising? We got, well, we got surprised sometimes. So I want to see if how well you would be able to predict what our uh, okay. what our voters said earlier in the week. Now, you haven't cheated. If you cheat by going on my Twitter feed. I haven't cheated. I haven't looked at the thing. Okay, so that means you don't go to my Twitter feed. Thanks a lot. I do go to your Twitter feed, but I don't look at polls. Well, if you go to my Twitter feed, you would know that uh, I'm in a movie that just opened today on Netflix. Well, that I knew. Tramps. Go out and check it out right now. If you want to see what your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician actually looks like, you can on Tramps. You can Netflix and chill with your boy Speeds. But um, so one one poll we had, Chris, that I think is interesting. Right now I asked people if they had to pick who would win the NBA championship, would you go with the Warriors or would you go with everybody else? The Warriors versus the field. The essential question. What do you think people said? Who do you think people picked? I think, you know what, it's... I think I want, I, I'm going to go with the Warriors. You thought it was the Warriors, and we had that bump. Warriors come out and play, yay. But no, people went with the field. It was close, wow, 53%. Okay. 53% went with the field, That's only 20%. Tough. I, I think the Warriors. I think the Warriors. I would take the Warriors against the field right now. I think they look great. Although LeBron and that crazy comeback. Did we, can we talk about that for a hot second? They were down by like 25, 30 points. Came all the way back. LeBron with a sick triple-double. LeBron doing everything he has to. A man among boys. And the Cleveland Cavaliers go up. Big time in that series. Bet against LeBron James at your own peril. But I'm taking the Warriors. Um, You know, interesting. We were talking about Aaron Hernandez. And this is a very interesting question. Ooh Ooh is right. I asked people on a poll, what was their immediate reaction to the news of the Aaron Hernandez death? And I had three options, okay? My first option was, any death saddens me. Another option was, eh, it's the taxpayer's money. We're saving the taxpayer's money. And the third was, I'm honestly not sure. How do you think it broke down? You know something? This is really just a general knowledge of it. Yeah. It seems like everybody's not sure how to it. So I'm going to go with not sure. That's what I voted for personally myself, Chris. But uh, that got 35% of the vote. What? That got 35% of the vote. Oh, 45% man. of the vote went to, eh, saving the taxpayers some money. 
Okay. Don Burns did not feel good about that one. He was big in the any death saddens me camp and was really going hard against people that would any life that would be like revel or celebrate this in any way. So I thought that was very interesting. Also, here's something that was really surprising to me. Earlier in the week, Chris, uh, Derek Carr, Raiders quarterback, came out and said that any Raiders fans that don't continue to be Raiders fans when the team moves to Vegas, he said that they were not real fans. Okay, I asked our I asked our voters here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, do you agree with Derek Carr that those fans are not real fans? My options were yes, no, and also just shut the hell up regardless. <laughs> because like part what I was saying is like, yo, even if you think that, you are the quarterback of the team. You don't say that. There's been enough bad PR around this already. Why be divisive with the fans? That was my take on it. What do you think people did? So it's yes, no, or yeah. shut the hell up yeah. regardless? Well, you know, something like Ooh. that, yeah. I want to say... I want to say shut up regardless. That only got 17% of the vote. Get, Damn. get this, though. 43% of people agreed with Derek Carr. Agreed that these were not real fans. I can agree with that. Really? I, I thought that was that. crazy. I thought like you got to always you got to obviously understand what it might feel like to have your team ripped away from you, you know, and like that you, it's okay to be, you know, upset with the team for that. So I thought that was interesting. Here's the last one I'm going to give you. Bavona, uh, okay, I'm, I'm over three right now, and I'm so very, very, very. All right, we'll see what we could do. We'll see what we could do for okay. you. Uh, there was a story that came out this week about wiring up MLB umpires and having them on the mic. And my take on it was like, why are we waiting so long? We hear NFL refs after they go under the hood explain the call. We hear uh, NBA; they're mic'd up also. But it got into a larger conversation that we had about, um, you know, why maybe young people are not. You know, so active in Major League Baseball or not watching the game as much and other sports may be passing baseball by. And I asked people, I asked people, what do you think would be the best way to get millennials and young people back into Major League Baseball? And I had four options. You ready? Okay. The first was institute a pitch clock because of like inaction in the game. Like there would be a shot clock like there is in the NBA and basketball, like a pitch Mm -hmm. clock. The second was I talked about like the coverage of Major League Baseball and how there's no say red zone. Even MLB tonight, they talk about baseball. They don't show baseball. And apparently a lot of people don't like the MLB TV package and the streaming options for baseball. I was like, how about you revolutionize the coverage and the streaming for baseball? Okay. My third option was uh, eliminate mound visits altogether. Also for the pace of play, for inaction. Like, mound visits take forever, and what are we really talking about? Yeah, exactly. And my last one, interestingly enough, was about the video games. EA Sports used to have MVP baseball, and it doesn't anymore. Just think about how big Madden is. Think about how big FIFA is, you know, and how many kids wind up playing that and get put onto the game. You don't really have the analog of a baseball game. You used to, but EA Sports lost the contract. Those are the four things. What do you think people said would be the best way to get millennials back in? A pitch clock? Uh, streaming coverage, eliminate mound visits, or the video games? I'm going to go with one of the... Uh, I'm either going to go with the video games or the streaming. Interesting. And I think in this one, 
I have a feeling I'm going to be wrong on this because I, I for some reason, I want to say that the pitch, the pitching mound is going to be the, the most you're, you're answered try, one. Look at you, like, covering but yourself. You're like, it I'm, could be this, but it could be up, this. I don't going, know. I kind of feel like it's this. Now, if it's almost anything, you could say you were right. <laughs> no, because my final What's answer. What is your final answer, sir? My, fa- my final answer is that I want to be Netflix Netflix and chilling and watching some baseball, so I'm going to go with streaming. Okay, very interesting. You know what? You sort of redeem yourself on this question because um, the streaming and the video games both dominated yeah, the other ones. Yeah, I knew it. So you were right about this millennials. However, it was the video games that okay. won. Okay. Video, and that surprised me. I thought it was going to be this pace of play things like the pitch clock or the mound visits. I really thought that's what it was going to be it. I think millennials but I think don't about know the millennials, it well yeah. When I think about the millennials, it's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, and but, but when you're saying about the pitching and, and the uh, and the pitch clock and the mounds, I feel like millennials don't really watch baseball well enough to really know and understand. That's why the on. umpires, after instant replay, they right. have to explain the calls and yeah. be mic'd up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So uh, that was that. You know, and then we had some good fun stories, man. You missed a lot this week. Did you hear, you know, you heard about Carmelo and Lala splitting? Uh, actually, I'm going to be talking about that on Sunday. Ooh, on the producers. Depth. Check this out. If you talk to my boy Pete Constadori on this, you know you know how in hockey they have the plus minus? Sure. All right. So, yo, who would have ever thought that this year Carmelo, his ring plus minus with the Knicks would be minus one? <laughs> That's harsh. That's really harsh. You would have never. I would have thought it would have been a net zero at least. Wouldn't it be minus one for Lala? It's minus one for both of them. Yo, ask Pete Constadori what he thinks. A big shout out to Pete. Let's go Rangers. Big overtime win last night. Booyah. To keep it going. 3-2 and that series comes back to Madison Square Garden on Saturday. I like the Rangers in game six. So move on. We hope that. Yo, check this out. Not okay. Carmelo and Lala is one thing. But uh, A-Rod and J-Lo are together. You know about this? We, I think we've been talking about this. Do you know where they went on vacation? Uh, where did they go? The Bahamas? They no, went they to... went to Dominican Republic. They stayed in villas ah. that were... Wait, wait, wait. They were stayed in villas that were owned by Mark Anthony, J-Lo's ex. Ugh. How do you feel about it? Yeah, Ugh. exactly. Wait for it. Wait for Ugh. it. I got the punchline at the end, bro. How, what, how do you feel about that? But apparently they were like... they, they, they The kids were playing together. They had a shared Easter egg hunt. So we were talking about that a little bit. Did Mark Anthony need to know that A-Rod was there? Nah, they were all cool. They Did were all chilling to together. They were all hanging out together, the three of them. Did he tell him, baby girl, that he needed to know? Ah, <laughs> I don't know. Ay, 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 ay. Check this out. Also, we had the doctor on. Well, excuse me. We had the Thomas Lowe, the athletic trainer on again. And remember how we've been talking about measuring the urine? Yes. Yo, Thomas Lowe gave us valuable advice here. He said he does that with his athletes and that it's really, really important. He said that just a two ounce difference of your water weight and like if you're dehydrated can drop your performance by 25%. No kidding. Yeah, it was real. We talked about, he talked about the slew of hamstring injuries that happened at the beginning of the season and said even if you change teams, if you have a different trainer or a different regimen and your body's just not used to it, you could be at risk there. We talked about the blood spinning. Yo, we talked about Injecting things that were from the crown of a rooster to help healing. And we also, he gave that advice. I told you about them measuring the hydration, the urine. He gave us all very important advice, Chris. He said that you want your, your urine to be like water or, your, or lemonade. He said if it gets darker like apple juice, it's no good. Free advice here on Fantasy Freestyle. How do you feel about that? All I know is that when I'm dehydrated, I 
I know my performances are not good at anything. Exactly. So the doctor is right. Absolutely. Listen to the doctor. Hey, you're all caught up, Chris. You're all caught up. That's how we do it on a Friday. Heading into the weekend here live at Studio 34 and Rockin' Riley's. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, on the American Forces Radio Network and our sports byline affiliates across the country. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice little bow on it. We'll check in on some scores around the league. And also, my man Frankie Stanfield. What might be his new Twitter name, yo? Come on all back for that. Fantasy Fantasy Freestyle, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh, oh. Days I used to sport a shag When I went to school I carried lunch in a bag You know what it is This is your boy Dane Martinez Speeds the spitting statistician And you're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Real quick I want to tell you At the end of the first period Washington Capitals up one nothing on the Toronto Maple Leafs That is a big game 5 As that series is tied Also Boston down 2 games already To the Chicago Bulls And in Chicago Late second quarter Boston coming out swinging They are up 10 on the Bulls 42 to 32 around the major leagues. Also, Pirates all over CC Sabathia. Pirates up 4 1 on the Yankees. That in the top of the third. Check this out. We also, you know, if you were listening to the DFS lineup lock before, you may have heard that we're trying to get Frankie Stamfel, my boy Frankie Stamp, a new Twitter handle potentially. He said, uh, you know, Tony Sincata suggested the real Frank. Someone else suggested Ballpark Frank. My boy Nando DeFino chiming in. Right now, you guys like Ballpark Frank. The only problem is Frankie Stanfield lo- loves the NBA, and that only works for baseball. But I like this one. What do you think about this, Chris? Um, our boy Nando DeFino says that Frank could use Frank and Sense. What do you think about that? Like Frank and Sense and Murr being That's one of the one. three wise men. He could be one of the three wise men, and his name could be at Frank and Sense. I really like that. I like I'm that, too. I like that, too. I, I like that so much. I'm gonna hit this little button that's gonna declare to Nando that I like it, and a little thing is gonna light up, and and he's gonna know that at least one person likes what he has to say. It's amazing what happens out there on social media. Speaking of which, follow me at Spitting Speeds. Vote on our polls at FNTSY Radio, and have a great weekend, yo, Chris. You mentioned you're gonna be on the producers on Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Sunday. That's what right. are you guys talking about? So we'll try and get into a little bit about what happened with Aaron Hernandez. Yes. We'll look at some guys. All three letters that he wrote? All three letters that he wrote? <laughs> Actually, I want to look at uh, some athletes who were who could have been great talents, but for one reason or another, they messed themselves up. I see. Interesting. Is Ray Rice on that list? Yes, he will be. Fantastic. He Yo, should so, be. He so should tune be. We'll in for that. For sure. Tune in for that. And then come on back Monday. Remember, we got a big week. NBA playoffs continue. We got the NFL draft. I'm going to give you everything you need to know on the NFL draft. Speeds the spitting statistician, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I'm excited for football. I'm excited for baseball. I'm excited for basketball. So much stuff. Come on back next week. Fantasy Freestyle. Peace. Does your